0: It's a film with three brains. It's a film with three
1: brains. It's a film with three brains. It's a film with three brains.
2: It's a film with three brains. It's a film with three brains. brains. (laughs) Oh my God, you guys are freaks. Seven and a half, right?
0: to the seven and a half floor of the Merton Plummer building.
1: There's a tiny door in my office, Maxine, and it takes you inside John Malkovich.
2: There's no such thing as a hole into somebody's brain.
1: Yes, there is. You see the world through John Malkovich's eyes? Yes! And then after about 15 minutes? That's not me. I didn't say that. They're spit out into a ditch on the side of the New Jersey turnpike. It was amazing. Where the hell are we? We're Malkovich's subconscious. Do you think that it's kind of weird that John Malkovich has a portal? I mean, do you think that it might have some sort of significance? What is going on? Huh? I discovered that portal. It's my head!
2: John Cusack, Cameron Diaz, Catherine Keener, and John Malkovich.
1: Malkovich! Malkovich!
2: Hey, Milkovich,
1: be fast!
2: God. Welcome to the Film with Three Brains. It's Sam in San Francisco. And I am Sean in Chicago. And this is Cohen in Maplewood, New Jersey. And today we are reviewing the 1999 film Being John Melkovich, uh, directed by Spike Jones, written by Charlie Kaufman, starring John Cusack, Cameron Diaz, Catherine Keener, some other people. John Malkovich. John Malkovich. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be awesome if that was the movie and he was never in there. <laughs> All right. This is the second time I've ever seen this movie. How about you guys?
0: Same, I think. Yep.
2: Two. Oh, well, that was weird because I think <laughs> at our last our last thing, you've made it sound like, oh, I don't know that it's a movie worth seeing again, Sean. I did. You had this, this kind of like... Like oh it doesn't hold up sort of little comment. did I really yeah. oh, like he implied
0: weird. he had seen it recently
2: yeah that's what I, that's what my thought was that you had okay. seen it in mm. the last couple of years and and we're like hmm
1: I can either confirm or deny but I don't remember so I'll, let's let's say yeah I maybe that's what I said all but right I mean, well, what do you think now <laughs> <laughs> well I mean I I certainly think two views is is warranted I don't think it's something you're gonna watch all the time but. Um, my memory of it was was kind of pared down to just Malkovich in the club, you know, everywhere when he goes into his own portal. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right? a Very, very memorable scene. I remember that. Kind of remember the ending, you know, bits and pieces here. But it, yeah, it's it's worth it's worth checking out because it's very, <laughs> it's just very interesting. Like the the whole, I'm I, I, yeah. We can. I don't want to jump jump the gun here, but. It's just like the most original thing that you can pretty much come up with. And that's what, that's what I think most of us love Charlie Kaufman for is, is his originality. His, you know, he's just, he's just brimming with weird ideas and weirdness and, and to me that equals interesting. So yeah, watch it, watch it twice, watch it three times. But, but I don't, I, I don't, don't yeah, it. then stop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't remember exactly what my thought was at the time. Like, it's not something you're, again, it's not something you're going to watch a lot, you know, but, um, but definitely, well, I mean, I think the world is a richer place for it being there, and therefore you should watch it. My opinion hasn't changed as far as that goes. What
2: about you, Ko? Um,
1: hmm. Uh,
0: I, I, as a cerebral experience, I found it interesting. Yes. As like a piece of entertainment, I would say I probably didn't really enjoy watching it much. Whoa. I was a little surprised by how turned off I was by the main characters. I never, I, mm-hmm. I will also, let me preface this by saying I don't remember much about the movie at all. I remember the basic premise. I remember the portal on the seven and a half floor. That's it. Like, I forgot that Katherine Keener was in it at all. I forgot that wow. Cameron Diaz was in it. Um, I couldn't... I didn't remember how it ended. Didn't remember the basic, like, explanation. None of that. Like, the guy, none of that. I couldn't... I didn't remember any of it. Mm-hmm. I just remembered a, a vague feeling of, like, I kind of liked it the first time I saw it. It was weird. It's Charlie Kaufman, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's... It was all vague. It was all vague. But watching it now, I was like, okay, well, like sort of thinking about it it's like okay there i guess there's some interesting thematical things thematical is that a word um sure thematic things going on that are are worth your attention and and perhaps some time thinking about but like it's not that i ever want to watch again and while i was watching i was just kind of like you know I don't know. Like, they they really, the main characters are all so, so off-putting. I had I have a hard time watching a movie where everybody is sort of repugnant to me. Yeah. You know? And, and yeah. I, I have a hard time sort of enjoying a, a movie like that. And that's, to me, that's what this is. Like, yeah, there's some interesting ideas. It's very original. I'll give it that. Although, uh, if you really sort of put it under a microscope, a lot of shit doesn't really add up. You know, nothing, there's a lot that doesn't make any damn sense about it. And that's okay that's i mean that's a, this isn't you know inception. you know it's not meant to mm-hmm. be overly thought out and you know plotted that being said, though, like what <laughs> <You know? laughs> I don't know well uh, yeah. okay I, here here's the thing i I am always I'm always gonna be dubious of overly weird movies. If there's not a clear reason for it to be weird other than to just be weird. And I'm not saying this is guilty of that, but I feel like it's borderline because after watching it, you have to really examine it to determine if it's weird for weirdness sake or if there's a point to it all. And that's probably a good thing, you know, that, you know, it's like reading a cerebral book and you're like, oh, okay. You know, that made me think about this, the subject matter. And it does that, but. I don't know. I'm a little torn. Like, I don't know if I would give this a thumbs up as a movie.
2: All right. Well, before I respond to all of your statements in order of which you said them, I am going to give a really quick plot synopsis. Right. Uh, so um, John Cusack is an unemployed puppeteer who is disheveled and uh, self-absorbed and <laughs> um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm impolite. So I get where you're, and, and it's true. It's hard to like any of the characters except for maybe John Malkovich. Um, <laughs> yeah. but so anyway, he gets a job in this building on the seventh and a half floor, which doesn't exist unless you pry open the elevator or Octavia Spencer pries open the elevator for you. <laughs> anyway, in, he finds this secret passage in the, in, in the, the file records room, uh, where he can go inside of it and end up inside John Malkovich's brain. Um, and he decides that, you know, for, for him, this is going to be a money-making thing. His wife, who is, I, I don't even know how to describe Cameron Diaz. I mean, you can't even recognize her as Cameron Diaz. Like, you, I mean, you have to know that that's her to even yeah. realize. Yeah.
1: Apparently people outside um,
2: even didn't recognize her when she was in makeup. Yeah. So she she goes in it and and becomes, I don't know, slightly obsessed, but also kind of questioning whether or not she's transgender because she enjoyed being in the male body. She felt like she was herself um in him. And then Catherine Keener is like just this kind of bugs bunny mischief maker who just <laughs> sets everybody in the wrong direction. Like I, I really liked her character as far as like um, she's in some ways the villain without being truly evil, like just like weird <laughs> manipulative. Or yeah. It's strange. I, I like, found I, her
0: the most interesting of all the characters of everybody. Yeah,
2: I, would, that's a, I thought whoever wrote her and however or, or how she decided to play it is really a unique character because you don't. You don't see that much, the way she just kind of toys with people. But she just she just seems like she's doing it to have fun and see what will happen. Like she doesn't have this like super evil mastermind plot like a lot of movies. And I remember I said a while ago that this was going to be a brief synopsis. But anyway, <laughs> at some point, John Malkovich figures out that these people are jumping in his head and everything falls apart. Um, but for a moment in time, John Cusack gets his dream where he gets to be John Malkovich and have him be a puppeteer. Um, yeah, it's... I don't know if I can keep summing up the movie because it just, it just starts to get crazier and unravel and all that. Yeah, um, it's, it's hard to describe this movie for sure. But I think the thing that that separates this movie from other weird movies is that, is that some movies are weird just to be weird, and some movies are creative... And have a fun story. Like, I feel like Beetlejuice is super creative. Then we reviewed it recently and I know all our fans listened to it, but if they didn't, they want to go back and do it. We did it. Um, and super creative, but it doesn't have themes in it that make you think it's a comedy. It's just supposed to laugh along with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you don't know, you don't go home from, from Beetlejuice and be like, oh, I wonder what it's really like to be dead, you know, or <laughs> anything like nothing. But this movie is like it's got themes in it that some of them aren't they're not really nice things like like she's manipulative they're both of cat uh I mean um John Cusack and uh Cameron Diaz seem to ready for infidelity and obsession at the same time like it's it's like and the idea of like being someone else you know literally being in someone else's shoes you know, is so appealing to them because, you know, maybe because they don't like their lives or their lives are so messed up or whatever. So it has these these concepts that some of them, I think you, you're like, that's gross. I don't relate to that. And some of them are like, okay, that'd be really weird to to truly be in someone else and see how they are. And then the other element that only comes up a little bit is that she really likes is and Cameron Diaz really likes is is, is that she can feel his confidence which is something she doesn't have in the ordinary life yeah so that's that's kind of the interesting thing mm-hmm. like like what it you know because you see that you see you see you know like you see someone who's a great public speaker and you're like oh, i wish i could do that like they just they know how to work an audience or you you know yeah. you see you know whatever it is you're like what would it be like to do that you know right so i, I can see how those things you know, I don't. I don't know which you know, chicken or egg thing, but I can see how some of those ideas are like, what's the weirdest way I could tell this story? You know, of someone who wants to be someone else, or someone who, who knows if he's someone else will get the girl. You know. Yeah. I so there's a lot to
1: to uh, to work on there, <laughs> but I think I think the the main thing maybe is that. You know, Cohen's saying these are unlikable people, and I I completely agree with that. They are, for the most part, disgusting people. But that's not to say that you can't see themselves, you see yourself in some aspects of them, or, you know, when you when you distill it down to just just lust or greed or you know wanting power, like there's there's aspects of humanity in each of these things, It's jumbled together in a really weird way. That makes you kind of queasy. And I think that's, you know, maybe that's Cohen's overall feeling it's kind of queasiness. But yes, I would say, I would say that maybe the second, maybe because we've seen it before and because, you know, a lot of time has passed since this came out, it doesn't seem as nuts or madcap or I think the word somewhere in there is outlandish, which I like, you know, like, oh, it's such an outlandish movie. Mm-hmm. And, the novelty of that is is 20 some years old and that's and i think that's where it suffers it's it's because you know we've seen other movies do something like this and maybe you know a little with a little more polish or something but i i will hold to the fact that this movie op, you know opened eyes and opened doors as far as you know people who want to do something weird and I and I'm all for that. So I think that there's, <clears throat> I mean, you know, I don't finish this movie and go, "Wow, what a what a great what a great story, what a great movie, what a great," you know. No, I just go, "What the hell was that?" You know. And that's <laughs> and I and there's 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 space for that, that feeling. There's there's sure. space f- for that for me in my movie watching. You know, because I'll because I'll say, "What the hell?" I'll watch a bad, say a horror movie that I don't really care for or just doesn't quite work in the end and i'll go what the hell is that and i don't mean what the hell did i just watch i mean i know what i just watched i know what they were trying to do and they failed but i don't feel like that's the case with this movie i don't feel oh, like yeah. no i agree they with didn't that. reach its ain't the the goals i think it's, or, as, I
0: think it's as exactly as intended
1: part for better farce, or for worse. part sar- satire part you know just yeah i think between spike jones and, jo-
0: and charlie kaufman it I think this is exactly what they intended, you know, and I, I think they're successful in creating the film they wanted to make.
2: <clears throat> I yeah, just don't know.
0: I, that's entirely for me. I mean, okay. that's, that's, but that's the thing about both Spike Jones and John, and uh, I mean, Charlie Kaufman, Charlie Kaufman more so like he's really hit or miss for me. Oh yeah. I, I think this is a, this is pretty, you know, this has interesting things going on, but human nature is a piece of shit. You know, like it's unwatchable. But then adaptation's fantastic. I love adaptation. That's my mm-hmm. favorite uh, Spike Jones movie or Charlie Kaufman movie.
2: Mm. Me too. I
0: really like it because I feel like the weirdness of that one is very motivated. You know, and that's just the way my brain works. And Confessions of the Dangerous, of a Dangerous Mind was pretty good. You know, it was all right. And I know everybody loves Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, but I I, I just find it like diverting. Like, oh, I like that. That was good, I guess. But people really love it.
1: Yeah. I mean, in that
0: and game then, where... and uh, you know, I'm kind of focused on Charlie Kaufman, but then he 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 wrote uh, Synec- Synecdoche New York, and it's just unwatchable.
2: <laughs> it's I couldn't mind.
0: stand a fucking second of it. I'm watching it going, oh my God, why am I sitting through this? Me. Wondering why I'm wasting my time watching this movie. Me, I've seen oh, Howard the Duck something. like six times. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's yeah, that's those that's are my tough. thoughts on Chalico. And you know, Spike Jones, similar. You know, like I liked her. Everyone else loved it. I that's, liked it.
1: It was fine. I liked. I I, liked I, her. I think I loved it. Yeah, I think that's probably my favorite Spike Jones movie. Yeah,
0: I liked it. I really didn't like where the wild things are, though. I was oh, really yeah, disappointed yeah, by the, that. That was, I really, uh, I strongly disliked it. I was, I was surprised how much I disliked well, it. Well,
2: they Do took you... away the magic. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. made yeah. them they whiny too and,
1: yeah, and they had they got caught up in like let's make a physical version of Wild Things and yeah, you know. Anyway, so
0: like for me, like being John Malkovich falls somewhere between adaptation and where the Wild Things are, you know.
2: Is it above or below Eternal Sunshine?
0: Probably below. Okay. Because Eternal Sunshine has a lot. I feel like it has a lot to enjoy about it. Yeah, I you was know, thinking there's like, about like, There's levity and there's joy in it, you know. Yeah. And Bing Zhang Melkovich is, even when people appear to be happy, they're not.
2: Well, the concept of, you know, when you when you break up with someone and, and your heart's broken and you wish you could just erase them from your memory mm-hmm. is so much more right. relatable than yeah. the concept of yes. like. I want to be in someone else's body so I can cheat on my spouse. <laughs> right, you right, know? yes. It's <laughs> I far hope, more universal. I hope, you know, yeah. maybe not. I, I hope, yeah. Because, um, I also found myself watching this movie as, you know, as one of... Spike Jones's earlier things to do. Is, uh, is this his first? Uh, I think it's his first movie. I think it's his first yeah. movie. Yeah, it's both of their first movies. Okay, because uh, I was watching it and I'm thinking like, okay, here's a person who did like Beastie Boys, Sabotage, Buddy Holly, by Weezer. You know these these videos that were, uh, to use an overused word, epic. You know, mm-hmm. the, and when I was watching this, I realized like there are certain moments in this movie that he's doing three- or five-minute videos, you know, like yeah. going into John Malkovich and, and or Malkovich going into Malkovich. Like, they're all these little, you know, three-minute, mm-hmm. you know, set pieces or form, you know. And I felt like that's, he was like, okay, this is what we're doing, and I'm going to make it run together, you know, like, a you know, just one thing after the other, like a music video. Mm-hmm. And I felt it worked, but I also thought, like, this is he's just taking that approach it's like maybe if I just string together you know 30 music videos I've got a movie <laughs> yeah you know okay but uh, I mean
1: this this is more a product of Charlie Kaufman's mind than anything else oh yeah like I don't I think, think the Spike two Jones went way out over his knees no. to like make this movie no
2: I don't think so either but I think in the way it's put together and edited and that, I think I think that the, the two were a perfect match like yeah yeah. I don't know another director who I'd be like, yeah, this, you know, this other person would have done it the same way. Like it 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 worked for the craziness to to be constantly changing because it there's a moment where you're like well is this a movie about romance and you're like no that was just that three minute vignette now we're in his brain and now we're doing another different three you know yeah it just keeps changing and, oh it's a movie about puppeteering no it's just a three minute video of him doing puppeteering you know yeah I that- had,
0: what i was wondering too is like or just sort of musing as um you know you, uh you said spike jones and charlie Kaufman are so well suited for each other i also wonder like what someone like um Uh, Oh my God. I just blanked on uh, Terry Gilliam might've done with this Mm -hmm. himself being a bit of a puppeteer, not really a puppeteer, but an animator, you know, he has an animation background. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't know. His sensibilities seem more in line with this than anyone else I can think of, but I don't know. Just, just, you know, just what ifing?
1: Yeah, no, that's valid. I think it's very interesting that the start of this was, just Kaufman going well. Okay, a man like is unhappy in his marriage, and he and he like wants to try to be someone else and something. He didn't like it. Was it didn't start with John Malkovich? It didn't start with the portal or the building. Like the very early versions of it. Mm-hmm. You know, the concept was more about the relationship. So I think it's interesting that the relationship is the weakest part. I think we've all said like, okay, their dynamic, like those two characters. And the animals and all that stuff. They they have a weird, they have a fucked up life. Let's let's just say what it is. But <laughs> it, it wasn't an interesting fucked up life. It was more like, <laughs> what are you guys doing? Like what, you know? So if you took if you took away that part of that, like if you had, you know, they could have slightly different motivations or something, or who knows? I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not saying we need to fix it. It's just that. The stuff that we do like is, you know, based around the concept of the portal and the weirdness of that and the history of the building and stuff that they you know, that they sort of weaved into this bizarre tale. And then the mundane like sort of um, you know, let's have dinner together or let's you know, let's just have mm-hmm. like those are the parts that seem weird to me. If that makes any sense, like, I, I, I yeah. also think that this is perhaps guilty. This is you know
0: a, a topic we've discussed in the past when a weird movie tries to explain something and they don't do a good enough job. You but know, you really think to like really? It? I feel like it starts
1: to step into that realm. I mean, you, the can't last, last you can't explain. You can't explain. You can't explain the the building being. A vessel, I know, but they but.
0: sort of like they start to sort of try.
1: It has to be 44. Oh, really? and he has yeah, to, yeah, all
0: that shit. Like, it just, it's not very, uh, to me, it's not, it's not thought out well enough to even go for It's like, it's like, um, in a few good men at the end when Tom Cruise is deciding whether or not he's going to go after, you know, uh, right. Jack Nicholson. Colonel Jessup. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's like, don't do it. You know, you're not going to get him. And he's like, fuck it, I'm doing it. I feel like this said, <laughs> fuck it, I'm doing it. And just, and then didn't, you know? <laughs> didn't get him to say you're damn right i did wait
1: who's kurt who's who's john jack nicholson in this situation like i'm just just seeing the movie in general it's it's it's, yeah it's a
0: it's a gross generalization okay so the movie went for it but couldn't quite right and didn't didn't get him to say that is my point it's 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 okay it's not terrible it's not like the worst thing i've ever seen it's not like when they start explaining us and you're like what the fuck is this shit right you know, that right. one they should have just we never. We now know that that's your
1: yeah, worst that example. that's my of, benchmark there. <laughs> of just don't, just don't explain
0: anything then, you know. And oh, anyway, I feel right. like this one, the, being John Valkovich, like it starts to sort of explain some things. And then for me, that's when it really kind of unravels a bit more. Or or just unravels, you know. Like I, I started to lose interest. The thing about his daughter, their daughter. I was like, what? Why is she yeah. the next vessel? Does that mean that guy is John Malkovich's dad? Like, what are you talking right. about? Right, right. You know, right. it's like it, it just didn't feel very thought, well thought out. And so I thought, I was thinking, why it just, just leave it as this mystery. It is right. just a thing that exists. And this is how right. they react to it. And that's the so, point. He,
2: you fell off when when they started when she got to Bean's house and they started to yeah. explain and there's a whole bunch of them that are somehow yes. going to go in yeah. there and all and live what is, together. Yeah, I didn't get that either. Like all yeah. oh, these was people like, are going to wait go a in second. There? It doesn't. Yeah, it yeah. Like, who, yeah. Who is Malcom? And
1: who is just a passenger? Right. right.
2: Exactly. I was like, but we wouldn't. We weren't thinking about that for the other ninety minutes of the film. Like we right. shouldn't and that's not adding anything so yeah. it's, it, i agree with what you're saying i felt the same thing it was like okay you know he wanted to try to explain it doesn't work um we don't need it like i thought the malkovich being inside of malkovich was awesome i was like you can you can make up whatever weird thing you want to happen i thought yeah. basically the whole a really film
1: weird... is is that scene to me that's like <laughs> yeah what happens or, when
2: you go inside what's, your own head <laughs> what's the best
1: thing the best possible thing that could have happened in this movie is that yeah. the same going through his own portal. I mean that's yeah. I just love it. Yeah. I think and, I
0: think the biggest stretch for me though is there's no fucking way you get from anywhere in Manhattan to the New Jersey Turnpike in 15 minutes. <laughs> that's a good, fair, fair point there. No fucking way. I mean, four o'clock in the morning, sure. No traffic, yes. Yeah. They're on the it west should, side. It should have been Central they say, Park They said it's like 11th know? Avenue or something. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. New Jersey Turnpike, ha, ha, ha. You know, they're like in Elizabeth or wherever where it's all just like grotesque. <laughs> you know, just it's just factory-looking smoggy bullshit. Right.
1: But, come on. 15 Did you read minutes. that little tidbit about who was going to throw the can at John Malkovich? And oh yeah, everyone's <laughs> hand raised, like, "Oh, I'll try it!" And then it ended up being John Cusack's writing partner, and he got it in the first take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bing. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a random scene, too. Uh-oh. And I really
0: like the sound John Malkovich makes is just fantastic when he gets pegged by the can. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Let's talk about his performance for a second so of course he was like talked into this movie he didn't understand it he did didn't really think it was gonna work he didn't he just you know he suggested other people's like oh tom it should be being tom cruise you know like a couple people said that but the fact that he stuck through it is great plus (laughs) i mean i don't think his performance is perfect but i definitely think that given what he was working with i think it was pretty pretty good yeah i agree like, oh, yeah, I enjoyed it. And I generally like him, but I don't like... He's not, like, my favorite actor. He's not, like, right. the guy I go to look for. And we've talked. We, he's a double-up for us. We did um, Rounders, and, and he was overacting in that. <laughs> right, right, right. Various results, but... That movie, he played a jewel thief. <laughs> <laughs> did it Did it say somewhere that he actually did play a jewel thief in, like, no, 2003? No, later. No. After, after oh, this after, movie, he did. After. Yes, after. Because I like the running joke of the jewel thief. Yeah. But anyway, like, so he, so not only is he being vulnerable and exposing himself to like, you know, I, I you know, he said it's, it's basically just his wardrobe. That's, that's the only thing that's yeah. straight from his actual life. But, you know, be willing to like, not only poke fun at yourself a little bit, but like try something really bizarre. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, he knew, oh, he knew what he was getting into. So. It
0: also, it also, for some reason, somebody just sort of reminded me, um, there's just no way that John Malkovich has a kitchen that shitty. You know, even they, in a uh, New
1: Yorker apartment? Like yeah,
0: come on. I, <laughs> fuck no. But, what was, was his kitchen? Uh, that, it was tiny, a tiny little galley kitchen? Bullshit. <laughs> no way.
1: There wasn't much in his, uh, like, look, in, I know, I fridge. know,
0: I know he's not Tom Hanks or Tom Cruise, but he's John fucking Malkovich. He's Maybe got a decent his... goddamn kitchen.
1: His New York apartment. He's got no. an LA house. It's no? horseshit. Oh. Okay. I don't. Yeah, I was believe kind it. of wondering that I've, too. I, the I, the last
0: apartment I lived in in Brooklyn had a kitchen that was ten times that size and way nicer. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, it was Brooklyn. It wasn't Manhattan, but still, no, I don't believe it
2: for a minute. Wow! Okay, it ruined the whole movie. I was going to say it's, it's when it comes down to picking apart the kitchen of the where the actor was. You're getting pretty deep there. Yeah.
0: I do like, mm-hmm. but along the lines of what Sean was just saying, I do like that. I like that it's John Malkovich and not like the biggest star in the world,
1: right? I yeah. like
0: that it's someone who's respected but still sort of middle of the road celebrity. I suppose not middle of the road. He's upper, and I suppose, but
1: yeah, but he's not an A-list. Hollywood right star or he like he
0: that. feels like it feel i don't know it just feels like it makes it a little weirder like why yes. why yeah. is it it's him? perfect
2: <laughs> yes it's perfect
0: which i find amusing yes
1: somewhere in there it said that part of it was due to the name of the, the sound of his name being repeated yeah
0: <laughs> which oh I, that's that's a factoid i read somewhere it says his name was spoke it said what the hell like 130, 130 times something, or something yeah <laughs> <laughs> which that in itself is pretty funny yeah, yeah yeah i also like speaking of factoids um the 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 guy who um approaches him in the restaurant and
2: uh, about playing the retard
0: uh, yeah playing the retard excuse the language <laughs> audience uh I, there's a factoid that said uh, that it was it was almost entirely improvised by that actor. And the only direction he got from <laughs> Spike Jones was to please say retard as many times as you can. To
2: unnerve him. Yes. Cause he's,
1: he's like, oh, my brother is a retard. So I like right. to see them portrayed in such. Yeah. It was, it was funny. It was like a perfect,
0: it was kinda of like it reminded yeah, me of the great. Tropic
1: Thunder conversation. Yeah, it was like a Tropic yes. Thunder yeah. type of thing.
0: So I guess I guess when he when he says that he's talking about of mice and men, I suppose.
1: Yes. He's talking about of mice and men. Yeah. And he plays Lenny or I believe yeah. it's Lenny. Yeah. yeah.
2: No, Lenny's <laughs> the other and George is the L- Wait. Lenny Lenny's the 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 smarter guy, right? The smart guy? And George yeah. is the big big guy. I thought so, yeah. Um, is it? Is it the other way around?
1: I thought it was the other way around. Oh, well, is there's it? no way we'll ever settle this. There's no way. No, for, can't there, possibly look <laughs> it up. <laughs> there was
2: only some way to get information quickly. Yeah, George
0: is the the like the smart dude, and Lenny oh, he is, the, is? Lenny, Lenny is the, the big f- guy, the large. Uh, yes, he no. plays no. not so. Ger- Gary Sinise oh, yeah, is George. Okay. John Malkovich is Lenny. Right. Okay,
2: my mistake. All right.
0: Come on, man! Read a book. I <laughs> <No. laughs> I can't. I can't. I never learned to read.
1: <clears throat> uh, okay, so what? I mean, what is it that this? I mean, the 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 you know the Rotten Tomatoes is high. People love this. Critics love this movie. It didn't make a ton of money. We we know that it was like thirteen million budget and it made twenty three million g- gross uh, worldwide. I think, but you know that doesn't include residuals and stuff. But anyway it's not, it wasn't like a yeah, I don't think anyone expected it to to do well um they well, it was
0: nominated for a couple of Oscars, yeah,
1: it's nominated yeah, for right. stuff, but I did mean like getting any, it did it win anything I don't know I think it won best best screenplay right or did it get passed over for uh American Beauty or some shit yes. um was it the same year as american
2: beauty
1: uh yeah, I think it's the same year as
2: American Beauty. Fight Club. Um, no, it was just nominations. Just nominations? Best Director, Best Writing, and Best Actress in the Supporting Role. So, And it won the BAFTA for Best Original Screenplay. Okay. Best Supporting uh, Role, Cameron Diaz. And Best Editing. Hmm.
0: Oh, yeah, American Beauty won words. Best Director and... Uh... What else? Best Picture? It won Best Picture, didn't it? I think it won Best Picture. God yeah. damn! And it, ugh, it gets The Insider. That movie's so fucking good. Anyway,
1: whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I'm getting at is it's it's not for everyone. We know this, but critics seem to really like it. I think if you, if you ask the average average person, like you know, or at least our age, average person, do you remember that movie? They're like, oh yeah, that's that weird, you know. They'll, they'll remember it, but I, I don't think it's still on the top of a lot of people's lists. Yeah. Well,
2: that's why we're reviewing it, because... It, they, know, should this. they should remember this. People need to see it, because yeah. it's one of those ones that easily gets forgotten.
0: Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's, well, it's not it's not, like a, it's not a huge crowd-pleasing film, either. Like, you know, you ask someone, any person, every you know, someone on the street, you know... Do you remember being John Malkovich? Eh, kind of. Do you remember Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Oh yeah, definitely. Hmm. Because it's far more a, a bit more of a crowd pleaser, I think.
2: Yeah, this one has. I mean, so do the others, but this movie for people who like originality, you know, a lot of times when we watching a movie, you know, we 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 know the beats. We know we're like, okay, we know exactly right. where this is going to go. Yeah, this is a movie where you have no idea at any <laughs> yeah. time. Yes. Where it's going to go. Yes. There's no way you can be like, oh, I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> there's, there, you're lying. Totally
1: you Oh, this again. Oh, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. kidnapped his wife and put him in a cage with a chimpanzee.
2: Oh, I've right. seen that a hard time. <laughs> right. All of it. You know? So, that's that to me is like, and if so, the other part of it, because like, you're saying, well, why do critics like it so much, is that you might not like the people, but the acting is pretty solid the whole yeah, way through. It is. Like... True. I mean, there's not a moment in there where any of these four main people, I'm like, meh. And, and, and once they set up the characters, they're they're true to themselves the whole way too, sure. yeah. which to me is always, you know, it, that's one of my biggest pet peeves when all of a sudden people start doing crap they you've set them up yeah. to not do. Yeah. And there's none of that. It might be weird. It might be unpredictable, but they're staying true to who they are, you know? Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, whole, and I think, you know, what going back to the, like you know what was
1: my reticence before i think it's probably that it's like the first time you watch this movie it's a wild ride you just hang on and try to figure out what's going on but the second time you have to if you don't like already like oh i, I want to watch this again then you're th- you're missing that part of it you're like you're not surprised you're not like it's not it's not as much of a thrill ride it's more of like a I, I don't know. It's just it just loses it loses something in subsequent viewings. You might gain some other aspects that you missed, but but the initial like thrill of not knowing what the fuck is going on that's <laughs> yeah that's that's what
2: you're missing. Right, but that's I mean that's a lot of movies that are that are off the wall. Like Memento is the same thing. You're not going to keep going back and watching that. Right, right. You know, but the first time you're like, what first in the time. world is going so on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I love though that Charlie Sheen is the voice of like reason or vice. You know, like. And I don't remember Charlie Sheen at that time. What was going on in his life? I he think, was in rehab. At I then, think. Or, yeah, you know, I, I want to say that I kind of remember the the drug stuff of the '90s, but just to see him as like in what we know of him now to be like <laughs> he's the guy you're gonna bounce ideas off of. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Malkovich's idea to he
1: recommended Charlie Sheen because it was going to be like a Tom Hanks or a no Kevin Bacon I believe. Kevin Bacon yeah and he was like no Charlie Sheen I'm like "Ah, oh. it's kind of an expired choice I have to say yeah. with or without the weird comb over at the end which <laughs> yeah. which is also fun and in the future right. yeah 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 okay all right what else what else? Yeah. What? Else? I mean, there's there should be so much to talk about, but it's just the spectacle of a movie. It's just like a,
2: I don't know. You think yeah, it's well, Catherine Keener's best movie? Yeah. No, that's a good question. I don't think so. What do you like? Well, forty-year-old version because she's in that. <laughs>
0: uh. Yeah. No. Yeah. I would much. I'd rather watch that. <laughs> you'd rather watch that I mean in, in terms of pure performance like she's really I mean she I think she's great in everything uh-huh. I think she's really I, I, I don't know I don't know if it, 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 I guess you can call her underrated I suppose right is she underrated
1: sure. yeah she's underrated or underutilized in Hollywood I mean she's yeah. in a shitload of movies yeah
0: she
2: is but not a ton of great ones yeah I mean I don't know into the wild's good not that she's, uh, you know, not the main person in that by any means, but.
0: Yeah. Um, That's good. Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, she's good in Get Out. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, she's in Captain Phillips, but I guess it's kind of a smaller role. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's in,
1: she has small I always, parts I always,
0: I always really liked her in uh, The Station Agent.
1: Which, uh no okay. that's not her that's not her
0: that's not oh no no that's not her that's um sorry that's, that's Hope Patricia uh, Patricia yeah yeah what am I thinking of? was she in a movie with
1: oh, that's weird oh maybe I'm thinking of living in oblivion yeah I mean she's hard to she's hard to like put a finger on like what what is she you know other than this which she's a big part of I think Peter Dinklage is in living in oblivion oh, okay she's anyway, gonna get what... get out I mean yeah. Let's not overlook that. Hmm. In fact, like she was yeah.
0: she was you know, she was like an indie darling for years and years and yeah. years. Yeah. She's sort of where brief, she cut her teeth.
1: Thelma Louise or you already mentioned uh, she's in boys. Uh yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, Death, I don't know. That's
0: Smoochie? <laughs> <laughs> I never actually never saw that. I mean, she's an out of sight. Her role is, sm- is small. So she'll see... You know, she'll double up. But uh I, mean, oh, okay. I, yeah. I think that's a fantastic movie. And she's great. She's good. Small role, but yeah. she's great in it. And I don't know. She's an adaptation, isn't she?
1: She yeah. is. She plays herself, I think.
0: Yeah. Oh. She, Capote, that's pretty good.
1: Capote's good. I like I like that movie. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I mean, in terms well, she's of... Like- what? she's like a character actor that that could have been much more yeah that's my feeling about it like it seems like she could have been you know a lead in a lot of things but yeah she's like she she's like one or...
0: she's like one big oscar winner away from being a list you know like she just, so far just hasn't had that one role that breakout role that won all the awards and everyone's like holy shit you know mm-hmm where people who aren't familiar with her are like, where'd she come from? And everyone's like, well, yeah, she's great.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Almost almost Uh, everyone here is a
1: double up. Yeah. We got a few, don't we? Uh, Including Carter Burwell, who does the music. Yeah. Who was a big Coen Brothers guy, did Blood Simple for one. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, well, well. Although I don't, you know, I can't put my finger on the music of this movie. It's just sort of whatever. A lot of classical, a lot of just, you know, atmosphere type music or.
0: What happened to John Cusack's career? Just kind of looking Mm. through his filmography. I'm like, he hasn't been in anything watchable in like. Yeah. Since like hot tub time machine. Right. (laughs) Which I thought was pretty funny in
1: 2010 you know he was eh. I mean 2012 I believe it is a lot of
0: a lot of like middling <laughs> stuff oh 2012 the movie
1: whatever not, that's, is that what you're talking about the disaster movie
0: yeah okay he's in a lot of middling shit in the in the like early to mid 2000s perhaps it was just like sort of yeah death by a thousand paper cuts kind of yeah, thing he, where he well, just he kept got making in a like, where he
1: was romantic comedies yeah like well after i feel like after adaptation america's sweethearts
0: he did this high fidelity yeah and then but yeah he did high a, fidelity. Adapt, you know i mean he's not the leading adaptation or anything but he's in an identity was kind of terrible i didn't like that and then everything after it's just like even fourteen fourteen oh eight it's kind of crap well war, war ink was okay you know it's just like and then after that, it's a bunch
2: of shit I never even heard of. Juicy uh, Love and Mercy.
0: Uh no, I
2: never even heard of it. It's it's um about Brian Wilson. Oh, Beach really? Movies. Oh, I saw and that. He plays, yeah. he yeah he, so him and Paul Dano. Um, I like the movie. I liked it I a did lot. Too. Mm-hmm. I, I really like. I think they both did a great job, and I really like Paul Dano's. Um, Paul Giamatti's in it too. I think it's a good movie. That's probably the best movie he's done in it. Ten to fifteen years.
1: Um, I'm, with, I'm with you on that. Yeah, Paul Dano's the young Brian Wilson, and he's the older Brian Wilson, kind of looking back hmm. on his yeah his troubles. Yeah, and it kind of works. It's weird. It's it's a weird way to do a a biopic, but it, it kind of works. Hmm.
2: Yeah, but you're right. You know, after High Fidelity, which was twenty plus years ago, it's just you know it shows up here and there wasn't he in one of the transformers movies or something no. action movie
0: uh well he's no a con he's a con air <laughs> <heir. laughs>
2: no after that i no it was just that horrible 2012 yeah That's it. all right
0: yes yeah 2012
1: not good not good all right well some somewhere it says i thought just continuing on cusack here for a second that he he read this script because he asked his agent to present him with the craziest most unproducible script you can find <laughs> and his agent found him this and he was impressed and he was like okay and i and <clears throat> i don't i don't think he does anything truly amazing although i think he's i think he's quite good in this movie mm-hmm. but i wish that he had he had kind of reflected on that like how did he how did this come to be because at some point yeah he just starts doing the same kind of movie after you know some at some point after this between now and 1999 he he just got too carried away with either too much romantic comedy or too much whatever it is you know yeah he missed his chance to sort of you know branch out or just keep himself you know keep keep sharp, keep his acting skills sharp because I feel like he, and it's not that he phones it in. It's just that just some of those scripts that he's doing are just don't ask a lot of them, you know, just be be witty and be fun and be charming. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. It's, that's what he is. But you know, there must've been a part of him that was like, you know, I should really try to do something more serious or more crazy or something. Anyway. Yeah. So here's, here's something that's
0: been bothering me. Something else. And correct me if I misunderstood or missed something, but the guy in whenever the hell eighteen hundreds or whatever the hell, Captain Merton, right? Yeah. D- discovers yeah. the portal, right? He discovers it. We don't know much about it other than he discovers it. And then didn't they say he constructs the building around it <laughs> to conceal it? Right? Kind of, yeah. I think How the, the fuck idea. did he discover a portal seven and a half stories off the ground?
1: Yeah, that's fair. Like what? What? What did it look like? Well, it's uh, we're introduced to that through the orientation film, which is bullshit anyway. But they say the name of the the company is something Merton or something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in the video, they're like, oh, and Merton, you know. Also, there's this Merton guy, and then by the end, we realize that is Merton,
0: right? But he says, like I, doesn't he say it when he's explaining to Cameron
1: Diaz all the shit? He d- he thought, explains it then, yes. but but so there is another whoever his partner was way back when was not invited to this portal or was not part of this, and kind of went all by right, the wayside. So, he okay. keeps he keeps up with the building. Yeah, well, I know, I know I know what you're point saying. Point being, like, like <laughs> shouldn't it be in the basement? Yes, it should be in the basement. He that finds a portal in a cave. But you're being pretty literal about this whole thing because. <laughs> 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 because you're saying the door because okay if you have not seen this movie here's here's how it works there's a door a small door that you in a weird office building you have to you have to stoop around in and it, you go through this door and you start climb. you start crawling into this hole that's very slimy and muddy and gross and there's just a vague light at the end and suddenly Without warning, the door shuts behind you and then you are thrust forward into John Malkovich, into his brain and kind of seen through his eye holes. There's no explanation for any of that. And I, and I think that's good because, you know, as we've talked about, unless you can explain it sufficiently, why bother? Mm -hmm. So it's an extension of that. Like the portal itself is weird. The experience is weird. The only thing we know for sure is John Malkovich is the guy, is the portal or is the vessel, I should say. Beyond that, we don't, You know, like, was there, was there always a door there? Was there, you know, yeah, how did they find it? Did they build a building around it? I don't think, I don't think you're going to come up with a good explanation, even if it is in the basement. But you're still, you're still right. I'm not saying you're, that's, I'm not disregarding your, your thought here. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> this movie is not completely self-sufficient, you know, it's not going to answer all those questions in itself.
2: No. And that's, you know, what I like about it. I, th- I do like, though, that the way he sets up that you're entering a fantasy world. Because the beginning of the movie is, you know, pretty straightforward. There's nothing magical about a guy who's uh, not having the career he wants to have and, you know, is a puppeteer. But as soon as he's it's like, I'm going to go get a job. And as soon as he has to get off the elevator on a floor that doesn't really exist, <laughs> with the ceilings that he has to stoop everywhere, with a woman who can't understand a thing he says, you know, <laughs> that's mishears, a good touch too. <laughs> like it just keeps adding up like, okay, you're in somewhere weird, you know, it's, yeah. he's going, he's, you know, going down the rabbit hole and, you know. If they would have been a totally normal office building with totally normal people and everything else, it it would have been like it would have been too big of a step. you'd been like what you know how could I right. you know but when it's when everyone seems kind of weird and everything about it's weird, then you're like, okay, of course on this weird, floor that you can't really get to is where the portal is right like hmm. it's it seems they're really not going nice. to have a lot
1: of cleaning people doing that floor yeah because, all of it i just
2: everything it just it just sets you up for like okay the movie taking a turn and you have no idea where you're going next also like though, a, i mean yes. they
0: run their little business from whatever after our, from what do they say from nine
1: to four Nine to four in the morning
0: i mean he's just they're they're gonna go into the portal and just not see anything
1: because he's yeah. fucking sleeping he should be sleeping they got very it's... lucky there i thought about that a couple of times like how did she get... meets him at four eleven in the four eleven a.m which is nuts like why would he agree to that even if he does like her he's like <laughs> oh i'll yeah just pop in at 4 a.m what the hell it's the city that never sleeps yeah it does <laughs> Yeah, that's and I was thinking about the people that are all lined up to do that too. I would have liked to have seen a few different experiences. We get we get sort of a smattering of like, okay, here he is in the shower, here he is ordering stuff on the internet, here he is at a restaurant. Normal, like mundane stuff that he does. But I also would have liked to seen to have seen other people and like what it means to them. Because like Lottie She's someone who obsesses about it immediately. She wants to go mm-hmm. right back in. She can't think about anything else. It consumes her. Then there's, I mean, Catherine Keener's character, who never actually goes through except for maybe in, like, the chase toward the end, maybe. But, she, never, you know, she's not, like, bothered. Like, oh, well, whatever. It's, it's really cool. I'll, I'll, whatever you say. But then there's all these people that are paying $200 a pop, and they must have very different experiences and... You know, like, like you could have thrown in like one that was like, well, that was kind of dumb. You know, like, <laughs> you know, somebody just like, well, I, I was, it was pretty nice, but I, I wish he would have, like, you know, stopped masturbating or not, not, or not even that, like something like just, I just wish he would have, you know, clipped his toenails on a different time or something, or um, just to get an idea of why, why, what is driving these people to do this? Just how bizarre it is. I mean you read it you read an ad in a paper and you go to this weird building and you pay hundred two hundred 200 dollars sight unseen Well like you and you believe it
2: Well look as soon as yeah, one right. person I mean really if anyone you knew did it and they told you about it and they're like you got to do this it's unbelievable you would do it wouldn't you Yeah I don't I right. would <laughs> like sure
1: Yeah and then that that part makes it work better like oh well it's in this weird building you got to you got to do this weird thing you know It's, you know, it's not like just a side of a road. It's just, it's, it's a weird place to get to. So it makes it more secretive. It's like a, you know, special knock or something. I don't know, whatever. But whatever the bizarreness is that, that drives them, that's, that's what made it special. They could have reinforced that a little bit. Because we know what it means to like these main characters or to John Malkovich himself or, or the people that are in in control of his soul but what but these random people like what <laughs> what does it mean to them you know like <laughs> anyway I guess I guess we get the idea we don't have to see
2: every little vignette or something fine you, know. on a slightly different topic there's a really obscure double up in there in in the uh, in the audience of the uh, pseudo documentary. Yeah. Um, or not the student when when he's doing the the large puppet show with the, the auditorium full of people. Okay. Winona Ryder's sitting in the audience. Oh, I missed yeah. that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> My favorite cameo was Sean Penn, though. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like John just showed us the way, and we just you know like the way he's because <laughs> it's Sean Penn. He's so
2: serious about it. <laughs> <laughs> it was, the, the casting was, was really perfect for this movie
1: yeah yeah I would like to know if, if puppeteers because there are actual puppeteers doing most of the work and it's sort of it's. I don't think it's belittling or demeaning it but it's also kind of like it's there for weirdness sake you know like because why would a, an actor just suddenly pick up puppeteering <laughs> And I, I like when, you know his agent's like okay you're a puppeteer all right great you know? <laughs> like okay whatever whatever you say you're the boss. But I, I wondered if it, if it was like a little you know like a little bit of a yeah what what I do is not serious or something because uh, John Cusack's character takes puppeteering seriously. It start the movie starts with puppeteering and kind of follows his you know, his non-existent career of puppeteering. And then for him this whole thing is means to an end to to get I mean, he wants to be he has two aims. He has, you know, be a famous puppeteer and get Maxine. He's in love with he's obsessed with Maxine. Which I think is which I think helps the end a bit. I don't think the end is perfect but I also like that there are like winners and losers in this, in this scenario. Yeah. There had to be. And Maxine makes out pretty well. I mean, you know, she kind of gets everything she wants more or less if she really cares. I don't know. Yeah. Hard to tell. Yeah. I won't, I won't go into all the details because a lot happens at the end, but it's, it's a wild ride.
2: All right. Well, somewhere just over two thirds of us were, were recommending this movie for people <laughs> who hadn't seen it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think if you, I, I would recommend it to someone who hadn't seen it before for sure. If you, if you've seen it before and you're like, yeah, I kind of remember that movie. I don't know. Then you're maybe in the colon camp. You're like, well, it's, it's good, but do I, you know, did I need to say it again? I don't know. But I think that the first viewing, is, is the real measure of the movie and I'd say that for pretty much every movie pretty much not every I mean like there are, there are exceptions to every rule The Big Lebowski not the first time you ever watch it not for me anyway
2: it's like The Exorcist keeps getting better time you watch <laughs> every time it. I see it, it.
0: funnier <laughs>
2: <laughs> alright what are we doing next
0: <clears throat> it's my pick yeah it is hair. well uh for our next episode i thought we might have a guest
2: oh yeah
0: i have had only one guest on before so i thought maybe i'd have another
2: uh-huh is your guest like 80s movies
0: uh well uh, yeah i guess sort of he's Tis a little young- he's a little younger it's uh-huh. my brother my brother-in-law craig so I All spoke right. to him and he is excited to join us and he picked a movie and he picked George Romero. Oh, Oh, should I, I should, should I give you hints? I, sorry. Yeah, I guess, I guess. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, I've,
2: well, I mean, I
1: I've,
0: I've narrowed it down to a George Romero film.
1: Dawn of the dead. We already did return of the living dead. That, that wasn't George Romero, Sean. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Did he
2: really it. pick it or did you tell him? That? No, no, I he <laughs> really like I, 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 or... I gave him
0: the parameters, I said 75 to 99, it's and the... almost immediately he said Dawn of the Dead. I was like, okay. Oh, well, that's I can check that off of my list, the original right. one, not the Zack Snyder remake. I think that falls outside of our parameters anyway.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, anyway. So, yeah, sorry, I didn't do the clues thing, but uh, next one is Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> oh, great. And uh, during which our, my brother in law will join us and discuss. Yeah. He's a few years younger than us, so he has a different perspective. He's uh, sort of the, what's the next generation after X? I, I can't keep him straight.
1: Millennial? Why uh, Z? Z? Generation Z? Is it Z? I don't know. Christ? I don't Let's know. Ask we'll, we'll ask him. <laughs> <laughs> he can help us out. Indeed. So, yeah. Okay, Dawn of the Dead, 1978,
2: I guess, ish, 79, I don't know. Uh-huh. Millennials, the next generation after Seven,
0: us. It's 78.
2: Okay. So where is it?
0: Where is it? Yeah. Can you watch it free somewhere? Uh, <laughs> uh, <cheap. laughs> Can you watch it free somewhere? Can you watch <laughs> it uh, free? I'm going to throw in my DVD of it, I suppose. Uh-huh. Uh, is it available? No,
1: no, I don't see I, it.
0: Oh, you know what? I don't even know if it's available to rent. That's bizarre. Well,
1: well, we can find a way, but our listeners may not be so lucky.
2: Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, I found the director's cut. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where? Internetarchive.org or archive.org. Oh,
0: they got everything.
2: Yeah. You can't watch the
1: director's cut or watch the yeah. regular
0: version. Yeah, you got to watch the regular version. What? Unless you're going to watch them both.
2: Yeah, you can why watch why both. I just watched the director's cut.
0: Because it's different.
2: I, I, he didn't, I he didn't it pick I it. He didn't,
0: Craig didn't pick the director's cut.
2: You didn't ask him.
0: <laughs> I'm going to.
2: Wait a minute. Okay. Wait a minute. Have we I've ever have... picked a director's cut? No. Any of us. Okay. Well, no. guess what? The other one's on there too. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's a suck a butt. Yeah. <laughs> well, you might say this is the dawn of our best review ever, or maybe you won't because you could say something better than that because
0: that sucked. Well, I think you just time traveled to our next episode. Yeah. Okay. Now so, what are we going to say at the end of that one? Oh crap!
1: All right. Well, I'm going to so what say, what I gonna say?
2: <laughs> that's enough, Papa. It's time to get to the chapa. What? what?
1: You're throwing a new catchphrase at us? All right. That's enough wow. pop, I'll get you the child. I like that. It's a good one too. It's alright. Con we need to step up our game here. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> we need we need to get, we need catchphrases bad. We need catchphrases stat.
0: <laughs> um Huh. Okay. All right. Well then. We were just being John Malkovich.
1: Yes, we were. Returned from the portal that was John Malkovich.
0: Next time, we have a very special guest discussing Dawn of the Dead. See you then.
1: Malkovich Malkovich. Thanks for listening. That's